0: Hey, this is Bob in the Don't Die podcast, brought to you by Ohana Fest down in Dana Point. And brought to you by Live Nation, bringing you concerts all over the world. It all begins with getting off drugs, people. Let's go out and live life. Get sober, get the right treatment for you, and stop, stop dying. Stop dying, Chuck, for Christ's Whoa. sake. What is so hard <laughs> about this theme of this show? Just don't hey. die.
1: Maybe we should have just been called stop.
0: For those of you at home, I just said before he rolled tape, I fucking hate Thanksgiving. <laughs> so no, awesome. I love it. I'm I'm filled with gratitude. I have an attitude of gratitude. <laughs> no, you know, I'm going, to, I'm going to my in-laws. I got kids. they you know, they would rather be somewhere else, I'm sure.
2: Yeah. Like I, um, that,
0: Thanksgiving is Thanksgiving is a difficult time for trauma survivors, is it not? Unless uh, Chuck, am I wrong? You tell me. Is Thanksgiving tough for trauma survivors? You know,
1: it seems to be a hard time around the place, especially when we got to tell them. You know, most people they they want to be home for Christmas, but they're willing to not be home for Thanksgiving.
0: Yeah, no, nobody. <laughs> I was. Uh, yeah. So there you go, Mike. I know you like Thanksgiving because you're Native American, and somehow that's when uh, the white people were so good to your people, it wasn't it? Yeah. No. <laughs> you know what? Hey,
1: I saw the paintings. That's when the, the, the pilgrims <laughs> fed. When all
0: everybody the was just so nice to each other that one day. That, do you want to
2: oh, know what I tell my kids? What Instead of we don't, we don't say grace. Things. Don't do a pilgrim I, reenactment. <laughs> I, I tell them, look, I just want to say that we're proud of our the way our uh, uh, people welcomed with open arms, complete strangers and offered them food and were kind and loving people.
0: I'm trying to think of what I was taught. I thought it was the other way around that the white people were nice to the natives or something.
2: It's Oh, oh, and they chopped off all their heads at the Thanksgiving dinner. It's all bullshit.
1: (laughs) You know, I I bet every story we've heard is tainted one way or the other. Just we've only recently become aware of how bad the news is.
0: Thanksgiving's hard for junkies because junkies are usually trauma survivors. And that trauma is usually based in the family. And I thought we would speak to them. Yes. Yeah. And so when you're going... To back to the what is it called? The uh Chuck, the scene what is it crime. called? The scene of the crime. <laughs> the the family of origin. <laughs> family of origin, that's right. Yes. See, scene that's, of the that's, crime, how you, that's how you document it. Yeah. You can do you mean you don't write scene of the crime in a no. in a chart?
1: Just <laughs> yeah, SOC. It's an abbreviated SOC.
0: <laughs> no, no, the family of origin is that okay. So you're going back there and it and you know. It can be, it it just, there's no, my thing about Thanksgiving is Christmas is for kids, man. It's so fun and Santa Claus and presents and kids are laughing and the music and they're so excited and they're all dressed up and the Christmas tree. That's really special and unique of a holiday. But Thanksgiving is just like you got to go eat food that you don't normally Mom, eat. You're an, you're, an,
2: you're an atheist celebrating Christ's birthday. Very,
0: uh, it's <laughs> not Christ's birthday, it's a winter solstice. I just had to explain that to Elvis the other day. <laughs>
3: oh,
0: let <him> have Christmas. <laughs> it's <laughs> oh, fun when you're little. So, so, but no, but Thanksgiving has always been like the best Thanksgivings I ever had was after Elijah grew up and I was on my own. Uh, me and a couple of guys that were divorced or whatever, or never had kids and never got married, got together at Dupars at Farmers Market like three Thanksgivings in a row. We had the Thanksgiving thing. And we just sat around bullshitting and 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 it was the funnest Thanksgiving because there was no pressure, there was no family stuff, there was no <laughs> family. It, you know, it was just like three guys and a couple guys I didn't know having Thanksgiving dinner at Dupars. That's yeah.
1: perfect. That's why we, uh, we started like three or four years ago. I think it's four years now. We go up to the farm and do it up there. So there's yeah. no, it, it's just me, Amy Bug, her brother, and people that he knows from up there that are kind of like family to him. And it, we spend a lot of time outside. We spend a lot of time down by the river, a lot of time like walking through the woods and just hanging out and doing simple stuff.
2: Yeah, and my favorite ones. My favorite ones were when we would all the punk, all the you know, you get together with all your punk friends and get drunk and shine on your family. That was the best Thanksgiving. Yeah, day. well,
0: that that that. Well, my family really virtually non-existent. I could go to the cemetery and visit them, but but <laughs> wow. I had one with Hutch out in Joshua Tree one time, where Hutch deep fried a turkey. I don't know if anybody, uh, you know, I think some yeah. of our listeners know Hutch. Hutch is this great guy. Works with all the you know the desert rock bands. He's and an whatever. audio engineer. Yeah, yeah, Hutch. he's an engineer. And he deep fried, him and Gene deep fried this turkey out in the desert. It was like outside. It was freezing fucking right. cold. And Joshua Tree's like 38 degrees. And they got this big deep fryer with a chain. And they lowered the turkey down in. And we had it. It was great. At La Lulusa, whatever that recording studio place. Yeah, La Luna. That was another good one. So I can say I had great Thanksgivings with friends and sometimes family.
2: You know, I just right? got back from Joshua Tree. I know. I saw That's why he couldn't do the
0: podcast the other night. Yeah. So, you know, we're Gene uh, Hutch's house behind the thing. That's what yep. we did it that. It right. was like five five or six of us. I don't know. Just the lone, you know, back in the day, Joshua Treeans. Yeah. I think Ted, oh. <laughs> Ted was there. Ted, Gene, Hutch um been out there lately died.
2: bob at all no i won't like, <laughs> oh my god two,
0: two or three years ago i went out there it was like silver
2: lake invaded Joshua. <laughs> oh it's so crazy <laughs> beating the <at> cafe <laughs> is not even there at all anymore.
0: no there's that health food store where they all stand in line all morning to get coffee and smoothies
2: yeah like i so i
0: pull up so
2: i i for those
0: that don't know i live I lived in Joshua tree after nine 11, I was convinced America was going to become Israel and there'd be a terrorist attacks everywhere all the time. So I fleed to the desert like Jesus and, uh, <laughs> and I got a house in Joshua Tree. Like who? And like Jesus? Didn't he get lost in the wilderness? Whoa, I thought was, I thought he was an imaginary creature. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, one of the imaginary stories about him is he <laughs> fled. He fled to the desert with uh, John the Baptist or something. So, and I'm so confused today. So, the CDC w- released a thing saying in the second quarter, which would be. April May June each month the death rate of opioid overdose death went down so i don't know what that means i, I don't you know if it's 122 yeah. th- if it's 122,000 last year uh, is are we going to be optimistic that it's only 110,000 this year and by the way i think we're the only podcast that talks about this constantly. I mentioned it to a friend of mine today and he almost covered his ears. The people do not want to hear this, that no, 120,000 American citizens are dying every year from drugs and nobody says a word about it. Nobody wants to hear about it. It's too depressing.
1: Yeah. It, well, yeah especially when it's like kind of when we talk about homeless it's like what can we do we're boots on the ground we see this stuff every day don't get me started about
0: the homeless i got a new (laughs) pet peeve about that (laughs) oh no i got a new pet peeve about that
1: (laughs) oh no okay let's get it out of the way (laughs) yesterday
0: in a target uh store i don't know if you saw this news alert i have a uh, ktla channel 5 news alert on my phone mostly i just have it because i want to know if there's a car chase so i can run to a tv and watch the last american freedom left to us is when you're in that car in that car those things
2: piss me off they, oh, they, i
0: love it i love it
2: unless it was because you know they're you know they're finishing their drugs right everybody knows their that, drugs, right?
0: for sure well and that's fun but it's, it's real i call life. it the last american freedom those people are truly free. For that hour they drive around, oh. they are free. They are holding everyone hostage. So anyways. Uh, maybe no, killing this,
1: many. This yeah. is
0: this, And the idea of this podcast, for some of you that don't know, I know a lot of you listen and, and like me, you don't know what it's about. I've been thinking about it for months. What is this podcast about? It's about the darkest, gloomiest subjects with a sense of humor about it. I know that sounds insane, but unless we laugh, we're just gonna <laughs> be like everyone else, covering our ears. We don't want to hear about it. We don't want to hear about it. You gotta like have a little, have a little, you know, talk serious, but l- also, you know, know that we're lucky to be alive and have a little fun. But anyways, well, right? Well, if you don't, if you don't
2: have a little bit, a little laugh about the irony of the world, and it, you know what I mean, you gotta, yeah.
0: Have- you gotta have a sense of humor about things, yeah. even the darkest of the dark things. Yeah, so, and that's recovery.
1: That's recovery at its finest, is oh, well, you know, we make life in the recovery.
0: dark. I wanna I wanna talk about recovery tonight, too. There's so much I want to talk about. But the first okay, thing is cool. a nine-year-old little boy was stabbed, not to death, fortunately, with his mother at a target store on Figueroa and 7th Street, right near the Staples Center. And if you look at all the news reports, it's a homeless man did it. Yeah. A homeless what? man, a unhoused person did it. No, let me correct you. For those of you that live in your suburban lives and your bubbles and your white privilege, let me tell you what this you person was. Did you say buttholes was. or bubbles? Bubbles, buttholes, okay. buttholes. buttholes. What bubbles. What buttholes. For those of you that live <laughs> in your buttholes. No, but, but, <laughs> but the people live in their own buttholes. Need to hear me clearly. Homelessness had nothing to do with this person stabbing a nine-year-old little boy. It had nothing to do with it. Absolutely nothing. His status of being unhoused had nothing to do with why he stabbed a nine-year-old little boy. He is schizophrenic. It is mental illness. And you fucking advocates for homeless, the unhoused, are so fucking naive about who a large majority of this unhoused neighbors of yours, you. Fucking idiots in Echo Park. <laughs> these neighbors who just happen to sleep in that in a tent in the, in the by Echo Park Lake. I I went to a, a a homeless protest thing at Echo Park Lake like two three years ago, and there was this idiot guy talking about these are my neighbors, these are my friends. Like you, fucking idiot. These are <laughs> schizophrenic people and crackheads.
3: I should yeah. know.
0: I have mental illness. And I love crack. I know, <laughs> I, know I know my brother. And when I see it, Chuck,
1: I, I, I really <laughs> I resemble that, too. Yeah. So,
0: so the idea that homelessness had anything to do, why a person just walked into a Target store picked up steak knives and started stabbing a nine-year-old boy. It has nothing to do with homelessness. You fucking idiots.
1: Wow. Wait, who, who's, who was, who was making that the focal point that it was homelessness? This-
0: Los Angeles times, KTLA news app, KTT TV. They all do it. It was a homeless man walked into a target store and just started stabbing a nine-year-old boy. Yeah, that's not because he was house, Right. Right. What if he why what if he and by the way, maybe they're assuming he's homeless. Maybe he has a home. How would they know? Um, it's a I'm... weird fucking thing that goes on in the media about this. No, yeah. it's a person who has mental yeah. illness and they're allowed to go around unmedicated, floridly psychotic, walking around the streets of LA, and they have been allowed to do that. Since Eric Garcetti has been mayor, okay, and it's insane to say homelessness. Homelessness has not homeless. I was homeless for two years. It doesn't motivate me to stab nine-year-old little boys.
1: No, it's not insane. unless they got a bag of
0: crack. And, you and, and know, you're trying to, you know that's you know, different. I might if they're if they're dealing, I might <laughs> you know slip <laughs> a bunch of ones in a big wad and say, "Give me a twenty or whatever." But. um... No, it's just insane, this society. And labels matter, and words matter, and the truth matters. And the truth is, his status of homeless or, or un, unhoused or housed has nothing to do with why he did that. He's either truth. a stone-cold no, but- stone killer maniac, Ted Bundy guy, or he has mental illness. And he, as, a, as a great society, we should have helped him. And then that little boy would be protected. It's insane how this how this city thinks. It's insane.
2: And even if that means uh, putting them in an institution and being funded by, which would we'd have to go back to being funded federally for the institutions and filling them with uh, just keeping them there and filling them with um, you know tranquilizers and <laughs> fucking medication. Well, no,
0: there's. I have schizophrenic friends. I, I have this guy. But I don't think you think it, it would to be
2: too expensive though to treat No, It'll medication
0: a you have to you know, we disassembled the drug courts. They want it they're talking about now having mental health courts and the and question always in California is who's going to pay for it cuz even liberals don't want to pay more taxes. So the idea is we di- we we kind of got rid of the drug courts which would have been a perfect system to build the mental health Court on top of right, Chuck. You know what I'm talking about?
1: Right, because it's already there. You've already got professionals in
0: place, and then you could have insisted that you need to fulfill your outpatient program, your psych outpatient program. You need to be, you know, compliant with with the program, and then the program. Then, because the government loves to push responsibility onto the private sector, onto somebody else. That's what they're almost best at. So they push it onto the programs, and the programs, like. you know, our drug programs that we had, I had a SASKA program at PRC, the Basilian right. Recovery Center. And you, in order to be SASKA approved in, in our program, you had to be drug free, right? That was, that's not fair. According to ACLU, right? I'm sure, but you had to be drug free. And so the courts would just, the drug courts would just say, you have to do what PRC says, what Bobby Forrest says, mm-hmm. what does Bobby Forrest say? Bobby Forrest says, you know, this person's doing a great job. They're staying drug free. This person isn't staying drug free. So right, we got to right. we got to bring them back to court. And maybe you should talk to them. Right. That's what drug court is. You can easily do that with mental health and insist to be in the mental health program. The government doesn't have to interfere and insist people take meds. The drug, the, the outpatient uh, psych program could say that in order to be in our program. You've been diagnosed with schizophrenia. You need to be med compliant to fulfill your outpatient responsibilities to the mental health court. It's such a simple system. It's and then the ACLU can't sue that that we're making, the government's making people take meds, right? That's what state hospitals did. That's what there wasn't really a federal system, it was a state system. The old state system of Camarillo Mental Hospital and and Patton State Mental Hospital in San Jose, all these mental hospitals that got got, you know, torn down. The one, by the way, Patton State Mental Hospital, isn't that weird? General Patton had a mental hospital named after him. Just a Mm. word to the wise. I was a young person. They tore it down. And Six Flags bought that property, and the amusement park that's in San Jose is on the very land that used to be Patton State Mental Hospital. <laughs> <laughs> this is a side note for you, San Jose, <laughs> that's for you, San Jose, San Jose, historians. I lived in San Jose for two years, so, so, uh, so, but the uh, the drug courts were the perfect thing because if the government insisted you be sober in order to get your WIC stamps or your food stamps or your general relief, the ACLU sweeps in there and says, you can't tell them they have to be off drugs, right? That's what led to all this homeless explosion and and mental illness and all this stuff, drug addiction that's on the streets, is this this litigation that the government can't insist that people be drug-free. The government can't insist that you you be med compliant but if you get in trouble right causing they a disturbance, yeah, yeah yeah and then you're sentenced to mental health court and then you're released from custody to go to a mental health outpatient program that the government will subsidize or Medicaid would subsidize. Um, Then that that mental health program can say, in order to complete our program, you need to be med compliant. Then the government can't be sued and everybody can't swoop in. It's the perfect system. But they fucking just they got rid of drug court for the most part. Right. They can't build the mental health court that they need. So we have people we call homeless that stab little kids on a Tuesday night. That's all. No biggie. Just welcome to L.A., right? That's my little pet peeve. But on a positive note, did you read the L.A. Times <laughs> hey, article? Hey, did wait, you read wait. the L.A. Before Times you get article? off the, you get okay. off the s-
2: subject, um, Japan, do you know what percentage is their homeless is over there? Zero percent <laughs> in Japan. And oh, you know that's what? way
1: lower. They, that's way lower. I want to
0: know. It's way more lower than ours. I want okay. to know, what
2: do they do there? That's they have, they have the, the regular people live in the regular places. and then Regular they have, people.
0: They have. They have <laughs> the regular wait, people. wait a minute. Just <laughs> to
2: clarify. Hold on. Would okay. Chuck, you and I be considered regular people? They have totally uh, districts where they regulate these. They re- relegate these people to called doya Gai, which means flop house town. So there's whole towns. <laughs> that are low-cost housing, and they're male-only. Male-only? Male-only. Oh, that's... What happens if a female wanders
0: into a hobo town? Oh, (laughs) my God. house town? Is she
1: identifying as a male that night? Because
2: that's... Right. Are they that progressive as we are about the identification? Japan is the only country in the world with a homeless population rate of 0%. Is it really the only... (laughs) That's no, I, that,
1: that's got to be some sort of uh, propaganda. There's got to be someone sleeping on the streets.
2: It's not a well, I, country. I know it's that, a free press. It's free press. No, you think we don't have propaganda here? <laughs>
0: oh, well, we have. Yeah, we have kind we of have people that social model to structures. But anyways, I, I just think I'm just so tired of it. I hope we can wake people up. It's not it's not a person's housing status. Why they stab little children. Yeah. No, you're right. Exactly, It's not. That's and sick, the media man. wants to pound away on homelessness and we got to get low-income housing. Low-income housing is not going to stop this problem. Right.
1: No. And I'm looking for a way to disagree with you because I, I've been agreeing with what you've been saying the whole time and that's got me a little...
0: I'm frightened are you frightened? yeah i'm a little on edge so
3: <laughs>
0: i'm missing something maybe i'm passion. tired maybe <laughs> yeah, I'm you're tired jack well, Something's going search, on let's switch to something positive then maybe you can disagree about that okay i just read the la times article about elton john elton john is playing three nights at dodger stadium starting friday night saturday night sunday what a great man elton john is
2: what a great human being. I'm sure they're like 400 bucks or something. But
0: here's the thing I, I'm into this thing about the generations of rock, why rock is so in a ditch right now, and hip hop dominates, and K pop dominates, and Tra- Taylor Swift dominates because rock just got, went, drove into a ditch and it can't get out. It's like the rear tires are stuck there, right? And uh, one of the things I think is wrong with it is and and this is i don't i don't mean this anything personal to these people I, it's just an observation but every time i see elton john he has a smile on his face every time i see robert plant he has a smile on his face every time i see steven tyler he has a smile on his face they're of a different generation that is i think gratitude is a part of their dna not ginger
2: right? baker ginger baker was well, <laughs>
0: but but think about the generation that is now in the leadership role in rock and roll Billy tom york. york tom york have you ever <laughs> seen a picture of tom york smiling
2: I don't know I never I, have. There's Taylor Swift like you were saying She is the largest No I'm talking about line. rock music Mike you're not listening Rock oh, music whoa, wait a minute. <laughs> Last you week I wasn't me. listening when you mentioned rock music And said Taylor Swift <laughs> No that's pop
0: music I'm talking about You know the, the Now here's something to, to defend our Our things Eddie Vedder is gracious Flea is gracious Yeah. Anthony can be gracious Josh is gracious there's a graciousness in the generation before this this generation but the jack white tom york it just seems like everything's always a bummer to this this generation of rock leadership i don't know if you know what i'm i'm saying but i the sour the sour to you, the, sour, pr-
1: the sourpuss generation dare you, to,
0: you can google elton john and push on images i dare you to find one where he's not smiling and then do the same thing with tom york and i dare you to find one where he is there's something about that and tom york is the representative of this millennial kind of generation
2: right no really yeah well well, well, chuck what about oasis they're just the happiest bunch of group ever right when they're not fighting yeah Yeah. they like (laughs) like having
0: a cocktail now and
1: again (laughs) (laughs) you know the other the other thing those people you mentioned are are sober or at least you know you said elton john stephen tyler Ro- I know Ro- Benner, Robert, Plant,
0: Robert Plant. I mean, right, green the, to green I'm talking about the happy. original. No, you're mixing up generations. So oh, the original man. generation is Led Zeppelin, Aerosmith, Elton John, Billy Joel, that generation, Fleetwood Mac, that generation.
2: Yeah, they're all. Then gone. there's
0: the next generation is Chili Peppers, Pearl Jam, Nirvana, Foo Fighters, that generation. Then the generation after that is White Stripes, uh, Radiohead uh oasis you're correct blur right the damon guy seems happy he seems like a happy guy weezer is that a part of that i don't see rivers cuomo smile very much there's something about smiling it's just something about elton john he just i don't know man the guy is just so
2: if i was that rich i'd smile every day man oh my god God, you make everything about money (laughs) <laughs> it's not about money. Well, you know, that's what you most know what? people are don't, going don't. to say to your to your analogy that's what they're uh, going to say he's the most successful i mean he doesn't have anything he doesn't have anything to do
1: but you know what he also <laughs> he doesn't he have also, anything
0: to do no, the guy's 75 he, years old he's about to play the for only six thing hours he has to do this weekend. to play
2: music and smile that's
0: it. At 75, do you think it's easy to play out t- for two hours? Neil Young does it?
1: No, no, no. You know what? <laughs> I can tell you, I, we saw the, the Goodbye Yellow Brick Road tour a couple years ago, right before COVID. And when he left the stage, when he went walking, it was not easy for him. He is not in physically great shape. But wasn't but he, he
0: smiling and having but he fun was smiling on
1: a show? He gives back. He's involved in so many charities.
2: Uh, I he know. He shit. He's a, a great man. Don't don't get me wrong. Well, you're and trying to shit on him, Mike. What are you talking? I am not trying that? to shit on him. <laughs> I'm just saying that I would. That most people would be happy if their lives were content, and you know, they had you know, a lot of money, and they just had to play. And, and when he Which was, you be happy, when, Bob, if that's about when he, all you had to worry about.
1: He had a yeah. lot of money and was miserable. And but it was the way he changed his his way of living. And you're right; it is about gratitude, and it is about giving back, and it is sober. Yeah, he's he's, gratitude. And he he, he even talked about that at the show. There's however many people at the pond, and he talked about being sober and that he wouldn't be there and he wouldn't be doing what he was doing if he, you know. So he, you know, he, he spread the message without being preachy. You know, and he, he was very and, and he, he he loves it, man. He you're right. There is a lot of luck, but a lot of people in his position where all they have to do is, is what they so they loved at one point in time are miserable.
0: Right. Yeah. Mike's skipping over a lot. Yeah. Neil Young, Neil Young seems to enjoy playing music. But Billy Joel seems to enjoy playing music. But he's like, I think Billy he's Joel like
2: gave up music.
0: He He gave up making records. Like, he he can't write a song anymore. Recording and writing songs? Yeah. Why wouldn't you? he wrote he wrote <laughs> uh, he wrote like i i think i've been to like 10 weddings where they sing that one billy joel song it's like at every wedding like just the wedding royalties are enough to live off
2: <laughs> <laughs> i mean that's completely opposite of what <coughs> of what uh, neil young's whole philosophy is on music he says why would i ever stop making music if i write a song i write a song it's not important to be a songwriter if i'm walking through the woods and a song comes on to me i write it down if i don't i go ride a tractor or i do something else it's not a big deal he says he loves just being you know and and he's you know he can he's he can tell spotify and soundcloud and all those people to fuck off if he does if he has a difference but in uh philosophical or political um ad, you know agenda that they have or something i like don't this. know he's
0: pun- yeah that whole thing i i, I think you need to be smart about things I, there was no way spotify was getting rid of joe rogan they legally couldn't so elton uh, so neil <laughs> young so all neil young did was punish his 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 fans, fans. who have
2: spotify no, because you did. can get it on Apple. He, that's like you said. Yeah, but just, what if you don't have Apple? What if you're not? Rich, you can get like, it million, on all these other BMI, different platforms. Everything. He doesn't care if you're going to listen to that you're going to listen. You have to
0: pay a membership. Like not everybody, not everybody steals everybody's membership. But why should he
2: care <laughs> about these people? There? How about
0: this? I got to tell you something weird. I was at my father-in-law's house. By the way, you know, been a lot of health issues here. My father-in-law almost. uh
2: Oh, you know, so I saved I, oh. saved, I
0: saved, his, I saved his life. Actually, he thanks me what? when we got the hospital. Oh yeah, yeah. So, so I don't want to get into it, but yeah, it's very dramatic. It. So, so listen to this. So I go over there because I'm checking on him. I love my father-in-law, and I'm checking on him. And uh, and he's <laughs> got Netflix on, and it's my Netflix account. And uh, and it's got you know Bob, <laughs> it's got Bob, it's got Bob, Chrissy, Sydney, and then it's got Dan. And because I, I I don't uh, ever go on Netflix, but I'm like, what well, what what is this, Dan? And he goes, uh, Chrissy set it up. Yeah, and i was like, oh okay, yeah, it's yeah, yeah that's why Netflix, <laughs> <laughs> that's not right. Yeah, uh, that's, okay. Okay. that's not right. How many people in the world are doing that?
2: Yeah, that's what. That's why they up their price to fifteen dollars. You know, uh, so what? You know what I used to be ten. In, now it's fifteen. They're rich enough. They you know who cares. Let that's not the you. point. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I don't
0: pay for it. That's the point. I pay for it.
2: <laughs> oh, get out! No, you know, I you're concerned. So
0: then, no, but you don't know. Like, I don't want, <laughs> I don't want Dan clicking on my account because you know I like those European movies. I don't want. Him oh, on you them. don't want him to go look at your 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 history. <laughs> okay so continue, that makes continue, more continue, sense. continue watching yeah. you know i am curious from sweden or something yeah. i can see him clicking on it go by the way what bob the, this what the hell is it a lot
2: of naked girls in it
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh i hadn't noticed i like there's a there's a thing called criterion i'm sure neither one of you have heard of it I it's very artsy. what are you talking about it's a very artsy movies and some of them can Fucking be great. misinterpreted I can be misinterpreted as your motivation to watch them. Is that not correct, <laughs> 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 They
2: were very risque, those uh, those, there's uh one film movie, noir.
0: There's one movie called I Am Curious. It was the first X-rated movie that played in regular theaters, I remember, when I was a kid. And I have the poster for it that I got somewhere along the line. And um I love that term, I'm curious, stay curious. But it is a very risque criterion Hi. so you <laughs> like criterion mike oh mike's on the watching you criterion I, I, are
2: you kidding me no, chuck I love you're not it. aware of criterion are you i
1: don't know criterion do you no.
2: know that they have they have so they have so many kurosawa yeah yeah japanese and yes it's yeah so, it's right?
0: not so much not so much risque in like the sem- Japanese 7 like, sem- yeah, like hours. seven. I'm thinking movie. more of the Swedish stuff. You know, more of the more of the other side of the world. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I'm not <opposed laughs> to to uh, you know, <laughs> a
0: <Asia>. the Denmark, <laughs> the Swedens. Oh. You know? <laughs> <laughs> okay. But I just started thinking so. like, I wonder if he clicks <laughs> Chuck, on my thing to see uh, what I've been watching.
1: Why I... would he, that's weird, that's, I don't, I, you know my my brother-in-law is on one of our accounts.
0: Oh, you're kidding me, you're a thief, Chuck.
1: <laughs> no, he is. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you're, no, you're uh, after that what's it called like when uh, conspirator you're a co-conspirator
1: no i, I plausible deniability i have no idea <laughs> if he still is or not i asked him to stop but it, i gave him a <laughs> cease and desist letter whether he did or not is, is up to him um the but i don't i've never clicked on his name on that account, to see what he's been watching, I haven't, and it's been a couple years. Are you years.
0: tempted to? Are you tempted? Not to? at all. I, like, I don't know. Those no, of I you don't. at home that are either stealing Netflix or Hulu w- f- with your family members uh, or friends, do you ever click on their account to see what they're watching? Because I'm I, curious.
1: That would be interesting to find out because I, I think I think that makes you weird for checking.
3: <laughs> no, it doesn't. Yeah, I think doesn't it's kind it? of
1: it's it's creepy kind of spy shit. Yeah, I mean, I don't go through <laughs> my wife's phone. I don't check her emails, and I don't look at what other people might or might not be watching. Man, you're
2: missing a whole lot. You're
1: this is this lot.
0: is the crux of the show. <laughs> this is why Chuck is the perfect foil for me, Mike. <laughs> I have gone through Chrissy's Netflix account. There is yeah, a lot it. of ninety-day fiance like that's a fun show (laughs) and the prison when the when the person's in love with a prisoner what's that show oh i don't know that one mike knows it mike knows that show what is the one where they're in prison they they're in love with the prisoner then the prisoner gets out what's the name of that show wow anyways so I did ask her, see, why do you watch this? Because she's like an intellectual. Like, why do you watch this? And she goes, I don't know. It's just entertaining. It's just fun to watch. Watch. I don't want. I don't like thinking the way you like thinking all the time.
2: You know that. that,
3: that it's true. You, you know dude, that's some- not the
2: first time I've been told I think too much, Chuck. You mean? Have you ever? <laughs> she just likes to relax and take the movie in. You like to pick it apart and find out what's wrong. I like to. I like things that. That make
0: me mad.
2: You know, right? I like spirit. a lot of
0: documentaries. I watched that fire documentary. That's so beautiful. Have you seen that? Fire. The couple that go to the volcanoes and stuff.
2: No. Does she uh, get mad at you when you get really enthused about a music a movie and tell her that she has to watch it? Oh, yeah, that. we've tried to watch every movie.
0: Chinatown's the only one she liked. Godfather, she was like, Yeah, I get it. I get it. It's not the same. <laughs> She's <laughs> like
2: shut up about it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> she said. But Bob, there's a generational thing going on here right now. Like, oh really? Is, uh, yeah.
2: Oh no! The she,
0: she does not. The Godfather does not cross-generate things.
2: She knows how to cut right to the. But moment. Chinatown,
0: everyone loves. It is weird. So we got this book of of movies, and we went through like it's 501 must see movies, right? And it's got some of the great <laughs> ones. And we went through, and we were we were picking which ones we both like certain movies. And there's a lot of them. Butch Cassidy and the Sundance kid. Rafifi is this European movie, but a lot of the ones that, uh, you know, like I'll just go to a awesome powers, international man in Mystery. street. There you Rose go. Point. Blake. That's good. Oh, we tried to watch citizen Kane. And she was like, after, t- uh. after like <laughs> 17 minutes, she's like, I'm out. <laughs>
1: It was a different, <laughs> a different, you know, that the, the amount of time we can invest in a movie compared to newer people. I like character development. I like it when they set the scene. I don't mind when a book takes a chapter or two to introduce me to the world. I'm going to be living in until I finish the book, but people. No, now- but you guys
0: got to go through this. Oh, so, so one, we agree on Rosemary's baby. There are certain movies that are, That everyone, all generations love. Yes. Right? E.T. We went to the theater and saw E.T., i was bawling my eyes out i love et i love you that movie. when is
2: it time to show your kids rocky horror picture show what do you age sid's you already seen it she was kind of she we saw the singing parts of it um, hey, that's exactly
1: what i did with bug just yeah we we, we, YouTube. Fit, we went through YouTube. it yeah youtube and and he loved loved the music and what, what scared me is that he didn't think frank looked weird there you know, you, it's, you know, it's just like one of those things where it's like it, he's at a he's at a point where he's seen enough with the music with Bowie and T-Rex and the stuff that he's been watching on U- YouTube that it's yeah. not that weird. When at the time in 72, that was absolutely.
2: Yeah. But, you know, mind. my take on it is like, you know, other people are like they shelter their kids and blah, 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 you know, like that. I my take on it is like, I want to be the one to show them the freaky stuff in life. You know, I let's talk just- about it. Yeah. yeah, I don't want to just you know, okay. be on, so, out of the picture so all, and you just watching it alone in your room and discovering it by yourself some weird Let's thing. do the parenting
0: lesson of the day. So I Elvis had a basketball game last night because they play on Saturdays, but it's going to be Thanksgiving or whatever, so they play it on Tuesday. And me and Sid driving back like at 8.30 at night. And from the back of the car, she says, Daddy, do you have any close, 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 close friends that have died? Oh, And I said, I said, yeah, my dad. And she said, no, friends. And I said, (laughs) and I started thinking, (laughs) I do have a lot of friends that have died, but not close, close, close friends. It's a good question. Right. And I said, what? And I thought about it. I said, Rob Graves was the bass player of my band. We weren't that close, but. And D. H., she, I think she was because she knew DH and Keith Levine had died last week. Okay. And, and so she knew they were friends of mine. Um, the, one of the greatest nights in me and Mike's life, Levine was there at Julie Newman's house when the guy yeah. walked through the glass window. Remember that, Mike? Yeah. Levine was playing guitar with us. Chuck, how about the fact that Keith Levine leaves public image and he joined Thelonious Monster for like a month. How? What a fall. <laughs> that,
2: is, that, is that a fall? Is that a fall from Grant? That's a, just a testament to your ability to <laughs> get people to play with it. You're like I mean, I, Miles I, Davis of punk rock, man. You he, can get together all these crazy musicians. But, man. That was but, he played at,
0: but Mike, if you remember when Thelonious played at Laura's house, he was in the band. He played. We played. How about this, Chuck? We played the public image theme with Keith Levine playing guitar in Mike Mart's girlfriend's parents' living room. <laughs> oh, how fun. And the parents were out of town. And then this guy, this friend of ours from Boston, there's a sliding glass door that went out to the pool area. He walked right through it and shattered it and got all cut up, and I had to take him to the hospital. It was such a bummer. Such a, what a bummer. dick. Do you remember that, Mike? Yeah. Did you get in trouble for the sliding glass window? No, it wasn't my fault. <laughs> mm-hmm,
2: yeah.
0: But I mean, when the parents came home, was there hell to pay there for? There was party? all
2: kinds of hell broken loose. Yeah, I, I was not a favorite of that family. You know that, right? <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, wait
0: a minute. Wait, stop right help. there. Mike, has there been a relationship where you were a favorite of the
2: family of the girl? That one was especially cantankerous. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, Wait a second. So <laughs> wait. So, they could not so,
2: wait till I was gone.
1: <laughs> I, I hey, like man. the
2: word cantankerous, though. Good, good use. The uh, uh, um, you know what they how? did? OK, we lived together in West Hollywood, right? Where those drug dealers used to drive up on motorcycles and deliver us the powder. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. You sweet, know, sir. I'm Beverly yeah. and sweet, sir.
2: So we live down there. They had bought her a house um, with the interest of her trust fund. To live in her and phil oh, side by side oh, yeah. like a duplex right and then i moved in <laughs> oh, and can, can you like, imagine oh, chuck stop right do? there
0: chuck you're the father yes. of a beautiful vibrant young g- daughter and you get her a house <laughs> and she's safe and, and i go this over this there this and mike wreck. Mart's sitting on the couch yeah. what yeah. do you human what was- do you do chuck what do you do in a situation like that? Human wreck.
1: You, you, you wonder where you went wrong with your daughter. <laughs> right. Then she made that decision at that point that she because nothing, nothing personal about Mike. But I know the way Mike looked back then and what a, a, a proper person
2: in proper society would think about that would just be where did I fail her? Do you know that, that I parked that ambulance that I had, that one that we got on tour, it was a, yeah, plane, yeah. Like a just an old rusty old ambulance and everything. I parked it in the front oh, driveway and it never moved. Yeah, yet.
0: Mike Mike had a car that was a real
2: ambulance had
0: the ambulance signs big glass walls on the well, we back were
2: on tour and somebody said you want to buy this thing and i was like well hell yes i want to buy that what do you have to do to fix it they go, i don't know the engine something's wrong with it so i crawled underneath it and the freeze plug had rusted through and it leaked out so i pounded a new 99 cent freeze plug in it and the thing drove all the way back to california and i kept it for <laughs> years <laughs> what happened to it I don't remember. It got tickets and got told. There was
0: another time,
2: uh-huh. Mike. Uh, there was
0: another time, Mike. We were playing somewhere, and then Mike met some girl, and he said, uh, "Somehow you ended up on a motorcycle." You're like, "I'm not. I'm not. I'm going I'm not going in the monster band anymore." Yeah. And he had a motorcycle, and he decided to just ride a motorcycle across like uh, Ohio, <laughs> Cincinnati, whatever it is. Yeah. Where where was that? Where you just got on a motorcycle.
2: That was in was Raleigh, a, North Carolina.
0: Was it a girl's motorcycle? No, it was uh, a guy named
2: Benji who looked like a girl. Wow. <laughs> he had, uh, <laughs> you know, he was just this crazy punk rock kid, man. And he had this police special and, uh, and you did. We hired. Hi, I woke up and uh, and I rolled over. And did uh, he sell it to you, or was he? On I guess it? I can't because remember. I woke up and 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 I go, "Smog, who's look at that motorcycle out there, man?" He goes, "Yeah, you bought that last night, and you hired mm-hmm. that guy." And this kid rolls off of the top bunk. Hey, <laughs> his head pops <laughs> out. And he goes, "Hey," and you hired him along to to roadie for us. So get him back to Sid and the and the do you have
0: any close yeah, yeah, yeah. and I realized, like, no. It's like, no, no one close, you know, like, you know, I, you know, Chuck, like you have 10 like intimate friends, like none of us have died. It's crazy that none Uh, of us have died.
2: I don't know. You didn't think of how you didn't think of.
0: No, I think of like you, Pete, Flea, Anthony, Josh, John, like. uh, We're all still alive. It just makes no sense at all. And it, if on. she hadn't asked the question, it wouldn't have dawned on me. My closest friends—no one has died yet. That's crazy. Yeah.
1: Well, and then so, I want to be your friend.
0: Yeah. Well, because <laughs> <laughs> I, I, <laughs> like, I, I don't I, I, die. You know, that's the thing. You know. Maybe uh, it's uh, my our group of friends. We just don't die. What's your What's your key to success? You don't die. Right? That's and how and you know, get
1: time, right? You
0: stay sober and you don't right. die. It's 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 really quite. Interesting. So anyways, I said, no. And she. I said, why are you thinking about that? And she said, I just think about death sometimes. And I well, said, kids, oh, okay. Yeah. Kids my, do that. They go through a period Kids do that. Of and time.
2: parents get freaked out and bring them to psychologists if they talk like that. Why are That's they- the truth. They all go through a period of that. I had all three of my daughters went through this period of like thinking about like, oh, my God, you know, getting totally freaked out by death.
0: I don't know if she's freaked and out. Died. She's just asking questions. Well, I think it has a lot to do with her grandpa, right? He was sick, and, right, he, was right. and he was he was in the hospital. And um, wait, how did and, you uh, save
1: his life? I, I think I missed
0: that. I just insisted on 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 getting, calling nine one one. Like it was like you know, like people people don't want to call you make a big fuss. Yeah. Right. Okay. I don't want to get too into it, but no, no it, right. it was you know, it was. Uh, he was grateful and he was thankful and, and it's just, I'm glad he's healthy. And now now it's like nothing happened. That's the other thing about these, these, these wild things that happen like a week later, it's like, it never happened. You know what I mean? (laughs) I I was, I had a, a friend of mine had a heart attack and, and we had heard for like a day or two that he had died and then he was alive. Who was that? And, uh, it was this, this guy, Gary, this not, to- not Tovar or, or uh, the other Gary, this other guy, Gary, that I knew from AA. And, yeah. he, you know, because I didn't know him that well, but I, we had heard he had a heart attack, and then everybody's like, did he die? And, like, nobody knows, and who knows him? And, like, just a guy that used to come to the meeting. And then he came the next week, and I was like, oh, <laughs> you're alive. You're alive.
2: <laughs> you know what, Bob? <laughs> nobody really even knew about Donnie. You know, Donnie Tubiers died
0: yeah i know, I know. About, about a heard. year
2: ago yeah nobody I even really knew about it and then everybody's like well we haven't seen him in a while maybe somebody should check
0: he's a character sense. in in this thing i'm working on about that era of our lives and and uh so this guy um was uh what would you say mike alcoholic like like um alcoholic he had a like, regular job that was yeah but that's like, what i was gonna say so he's an alcoholic at night chuck like beyond okay. like in a blackout from like nine ten o'clock at night till you two couldn't in the
2: understand a word he was couldn't excited. understand what he was talking so we he got him so to introduce drunk. all the bands. we made him introduce but, all the <laughs> but he
0: was a major d at a fancy restaurant right and he wore okay. a tux like suit and you know like a you know like a really high-end place and It wasn't, I knew him like five years before I realized, like, I thought he was kind of what you would call a homeless person, Chuck, because he would get so drunk that he he couldn't even talk or walk or anything. No, he wasn't schizophrenic, Um, (laughs) but, 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 uh, and then I see him and and I, and the day that I saw him, I, I remember I was with my first wife lori patterson we're walking down hollywood boulevard and donnie popejoy comes walking up all dressed fancy and i had just seen him at like two o'clock in the morning the night before yeah and i was like what the hell and she never drank well I was talking to- yeah and he was going to work and i was like you and i remember having this moment because i was like 22 or something like how do you work
2: and <laughs> drink like, I, like, how is that even humanly possible? And it was never drugs or anything. It was always no, just beer, drinking. Man. So yeah, he didn't, you, he
1: didn't use a little cocaine.
2: No, to no. 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 Um, but but he huh. was we called him two beer because folks. he always had, he had a beer in each hand. He'd
0: have a he'd have a beer that was uncracked underneath the beer he was drinking and he'd hold them right at the middle. Like
1: two <laughs> I, I like his style. <laughs> uh.
0: And he would. I mean, I. Like he must drink. Uh, he must have the whole time I knew him, twenty five years. He probably drank twenty beers a night at least, yeah. and okay. he, and he had this functional job. And then sadly, he passed away, and and nobody knew about it. Yeah. This sad. Uh, but he so lived if- this dual life. He lived a dual life. He had this straight life, and then this zero one punk rock life.
2: And he was a sweetheart. He never
0: was. A, never. He used to introduce bands too. He used to introduce L Seven right. Yeah, he would
2: go run
3: and run. That's
2: their parents out. call him trouble. The girls call <laughs> him all the
0: time. <laughs> he had he close. had different intros. He used to introduce Soloney's Monster. I remember he was so excited to do the Roxy the first time we played the Roxy. And he was like trying to tell me what he was gonna say. And I was like, I want to hear it. I want to just hear it when you do it, Donnie. I don't I don't yeah. want you to rehearse. He oh, was so walking he- up he'd he take it serious huh he, oh he took it very serious yeah he well, you know i forget what he would say like they're crazy they're junkies they're drunk they're understand the greatest he, <laughs> like, never understand like, well, he introduced spinal tap at music machine too what <laughs> yeah music <laughs> spinal tap played the music machine benefit with circle jerks gun club what was it mike were you there I was, was there circle Jerks gun Club, Spinal tap. And it was really spinal tap dude with them dressed up as themselves, you know, great. as Derek, as St. Hubbins. And, um, and it was awesome. It was yeah. crazy. Awesome. And he introduced, I remember he introduced, he asked, he would come to a band and ask if he could introduce you. And it was the weirdest thing to be asked. Like, I don't know. Okay. You say like, you know, sometimes man would say like, is that necessary? Oh <laughs> <man>. <laughs> yeah. and he would yeah. introduce top jimmy and x and blasters and he was just the inter- he was the what was it called yeah the, the, the mc, was MC. Yeah. it was so crazy donnie pope toy, rest in peace so we're seeing this consistent pattern of um you know the yin and the yang of life sadness and death and life and joy and, and gratitude and, and, you know, uh, and, uh, kind of misery. Like, it, it, you know, I do believe in that. Like I had a pretty rough week, but yet I knew talking to you guys would be good. I knew just being around the kids would be good. Like you can regulate yourself with the people around you. People need to other people. You need to stay around people. And that, ideas when you're overwhelmed or shitty things are happening or you have an economic problems or whatever is to keep it a secret, hold it inside. Don't tell anybody what you're thinking. Don't tell anybody what you're feeling. Stay alone. And you've got to fight against that. All sober people need to fight against that, that, that instinct to isolate and that instinct to Uh, To privatize To not tell anybody how you're feeling I've been telling everybody like I had a shitty week and a bunch of drama And a bunch of shitty Shitty things have happened and whatever It's like last week was good This week sucked, so what And and even in a week it's only like Two really fucked up days Yesterday it was like something else Bad came down on me And I just started laughing I was like this is insane what's happening Like this is crazy. <laughs> people blaming me for shit that I didn't do. And like, I, you know, like, you know, people mad at me because I couldn't get somebody into treatment for free. Like, it, it yeah. is weird. Oh, that is that weird. that gets exhausting. When, in this day and age, like, there's so much anger and resentment towards wealthy people. We've even talked about it right here. Like, this thing of like, well, I need, I need you, you know, this person really wants it. That's it. How many times have you been told that, Chuck? This person yeah. really wants it. Well, I'm, yeah, I, like, I wish well, there was something
1: I could do. There's not. That's a lot the of-
0: worst thing to tell me. Because I don't think you need to go to rehab if you really want it. Follow me? Go to, go to a meeting. Go to yeah. a meeting. Right. And well, I, I try to push it back on the person that's pushing it towards me, obviously for free, right? They want me to get them right. in rehab or put them in my rehab for free or whatever. I push it back and like, People who are really motivated don't need to go to rehab. I think it might be even counterproductive at this point because there's (laughs) so many unwilling kind of crazy, frustrating things better to, and I say it, and I said it about Hal, our friend Mike mentioned earlier, better to stay at a friend's house. And I push it back to the friend that's trying to push it to me. (laughs) And the guy's like, Fuck you, dude. I have, a, <laughs> I have a kid. This guy got all mad at me. Like, what? Like, I said, dude, why? Uh, here's the deal. You know, why do he stay on your couch and just take it in meetings for 90 days? I've done that with friends of mine. Yeah. And he goes, Well, but you have a fucking place and you got sober living. You got rich off of other people's suffering. And I said, oh, Whoa, my whoa, God. whoa, yeah,
3: whoa. I yeah.
0: hey, got hold up. rich off of other people's suffering. D- you know, I'm not rich, A, but B, even if I did, it's pretty much suffering, helping the suffering too. It's not easy.
3: You're acting
0: like
1: every day is a joy around here. <laughs> I, I, you know, people go, it just seems like it'd be so much fun. Oh, really? You know, I and you got to be crazy to do this. But I, that just happened with a guy where I was going, it was just like, you know what, dude? You've been in treatment enough. All you need to do is detox. Put one bear, one bear in you, one bear on you, and and go to Charlie Street. You just need, you just need to detox where people can watch you. That's all you need. But I, I, I really no, you don't.
0: Need, but you don't I share, need to be I share my experience. Again. Everybody knows that this to this podcast. I got out of jail. I went and stayed at Chris Hoy's couch. And I went to six meetings a day, three meetings a day. It didn't matter. Sometimes I'd just sit in tropical, you know, eating food for free. Because if you got there at the 7:30 a.m. meeting, they had food and whatever. And so you could eat for free. And then there was a 10 a.m. meeting. So I just hang out, you know, I'd walk back to the house because we lived right around the corner, walk by the house, walk back to the 10 o'clock meeting. And then Alexis would be there or somebody, and then I'd go riding around with them mm-hmm. and go eat lunch. And somebody would like it was a way to function and eat and be a part of the world. Like you yeah. sitting in rehab feeling entitled to everything. Like that's not really what a com. if somebody is truly motivated, you know, that I realized it about I think about i don't know i'm gonna shorten it probably around the 100 day mark like i'm really gonna be sober i'm really fucking gonna do this i knew it in my bones i i said i knew it when they tried to intervene on me but i wasn't so sure i just didn't want to go to cry help but uh and that was weird that was weird i was like Eight days sober, and they did an intervention on me. I got fucking canters, and they had a bed for me at Cry Help. And I was like, What are you guys <laughs> talking about? I'm not going to <laughs> fucking Cry Help. Yeah, that's what and, I always
2: pulled and stuff. I never even went to rehab.
0: Yeah, so, so anyway, so this, this, uh, thing, so, so, uh, but I love that they re- they really want it this time. I was like,
2: Good, then just go to meetings and stand on your couch. Yeah, I was like, Good, I like jump down my throat. I think there's a thing that happens when you know it's over, you know, when you feel that it's like, man, that, you know, the, nothing can get worse than this. I might as well try it. That's when it's going to work. But yeah, I hear these weird stories that like I heard it from a girl today, texted
0: me and, and was asking my advice about things because everybody's got my phone number and I'm still got to return. I, I had to think about it like she's had three and a half years before. And she still can't seem to get it. she's asking me, What is it? What happened to you? You talk about it in the documentary, what is it? And it's that thing that Mike is trying to describe, Chuck. You just you just yeah. like you're dedicated, you're not gonna look back, you're not gonna go back to that. Like you don't know what the future holds, right? That's I was all I, I never was optimistic about the future. I've always been kind of a pessimist about the future. But I knew I wasn't going to go back to the past.
2: I wasn't going to go back when you have like 20 years of just like every day, the same fucking shit, you know, broken windshields, fucking, you know, over walking
0: through sliding glass windows and at your girlfriend's parents of, house. It's like
2: 20 years of this Odean and fucking shoving ice cubes up people's butts and fucking, you know, <laughs> buy an ambulance buying ambulances, buying ambulances and being sick <laughs> and, you know, I mean, I used to, at the end, I was like sitting in that basement that you guys met me in cleaning my fucking guns and smoking heroin and shooting speed and you know it's fucking you know sobriety almost sounded like god what a relief you know
0: yeah well well, it 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 is
2: but you're so but
0: you're forgetting like i was scared i didn't know whether i didn't know what was going to happen i just was pretty much focused, like, I'm not going to go back. And that included back to rehab, Chuck. I don't know if that makes any sense. <laughs> no, to you. No, I wasn't no. going to go back to that, that fucking rehab. Bob wanted babe. to make sure
2: he got enough rehabs under his belt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had. I had you not, were in training, Bob. That's right.
0: I, I totaled it up because I did leave treatment early a lot, those last like maybe 10. But you're talking about a year of my life, Chuck, I spent in rehab. A yeah. year. Yeah, one yeah. 61th of my life, I spent being but, told time to get up, ta- group time. Group uh, that time, time, one time. But that's just the way you
2: are, Bob. That's the way you are. You're a contrarian, you're a philosopher. You know what I mean? You you pick things apart. Like you said, when you went to the psychologist and he had a, a doctorate from Northridge, and you're like, <laughs> I don't want <laughs> like, to talk I mean, to you know him.
0: Mean? I mean, come you, on. What, uh, come on now. That's not that unreasonable, yeah. is it, Chuck?
2: Yeah. You have to go through those things in order I to be to funny today and to be the, the successful, you know, uh, compassionate. I'm not, not trying to want. shit
0: on the Cal State system. I'm just saying I'm a complicated case.
2: Somebody has yeah. got a little bit more <laughs>
0: sophistication.
2: Me, is I gonna just have to. It. it. sounds good to me. I'll do it. <laughs> so yeah. I, I think you know what?
0: No, I, no, I've never had that reaction to anything.
2: <laughs> I know i know that's truth <laughs> about you so
0: so i read this elton john article and you know i'm you know it's one of the things me and chrissy both agree on 100 love for elton john so are we gonna go and then somebody brought it up and be the like, mic are you chuck you uh what's the ticket price so i went on StubHub. you can probably get them way up in the stadium for like you know i think it'll probably drop to like 120 or something like but do you, so we we're like are we gonna go we're we not gonna go and then and then Bob, just thinking the about call, wait a minute just make a fucking call just, just and get thinking about it made me <laughs> exhausted
2: and not want to go
0: <laughs> <laughs> to my call favorite people that to you my know favorite just artist in the free. world
2: all right take chrissy and have a good time go for free jesus christ oh i, understand I don't know it's dodger stadium. stadium
0: like i don't know it's doing this dodger stadium but uh but it's really good, right, Chuck? Pump me up. Make me want to go, Chuck. Come on. Be positive. Dude, we,
1: we loved it. We absolutely loved it. And, and we had terrible seats at Arrowhead at the at the thing in Anaheim.
0: Yeah. But,
1: and all three of us. Bug loved it as much as Amy did as much as I did. Did he do Tiny Dancer? Um, I believe he did. I, I believe he did. There's no I mean, way We're he talking can do about
2: all the fucking songs that he's had. He's had hits. No, with, he, I mean. he can't. But he, he focused a
1: lot on the uh, Goodbye Yellow Brick Road record. But I mean, your That's song right. and Crocodile oh, Rock was a fun song. one where he gets up. Even even the goofy song Saturday Night's All Right for Fighting kicked ass. And he he's got that weirdo percussionist drummer that does like weird percussion shit on the side, on top of the drums and the right. music honky sounds Chateau. great
2: did he do a bunch of stuff with honky and, and he,
1: he, 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 you know you can you can google online current set lists or what he's been oh, doing right
2: right right but honky I, I cat
0: don't... does he do honky cat get back honky cat get back or oh, maybe you can't <laughs> say honky anymore
2: maybe you can't say that word.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> that might be true that sounds depressing man <laughs> <Yeah. sighs>
0: do you know that the rolling stones aren't playing that song uh uh, uh, brown some sugar girls? The brown sugar oh, and well, they are playing gone. and they are this is a weird thing so they just because it is a slavery it is, don't slave it, there is a right, the thing whatever. about whipping the yeah, girls whipping the slave. how yeah, can they right, play right. some girls do they not play some so, girls but wait a right? minute the woman that song is written about lives in Claremont and Chrissy <laughs> and I got to meet her and talk with her she's pissed off that they're not doing that song God. it was written about her the fuck is wrong with the world well apparently hmm. you know the rolling stones are listening to uh, uh outrage over the song brown sugar but the woman the song is written about she's a professor at cow poly pomona i believe and she really? lives here in claremont and she's She's the, girl, she's the girl that sings on all the Leon Russell stuff. She was in the Shelter People. Then she, she was in Ike and Tina Turner. She was one of the Ikeettes. And then that's when she started going out with Mick Jagger. And then that's when he wrote that song about her. How crazy is that? Uh, the woman the song is about is outraged that they're not playing it anymore. And then she joked, she said, because I'm, you know, I'm thinking if they don't play my song, are they still going to send the car for me and I get to go to the show? Every time, <laughs> every time they ever play in LA, they send a car for, her and she gets to go. To the Rolling Stones. How oh, cool is that? So that's super little, cool. No idea. Little Claremont, awesome. little Claremont woman. So, but they, but so what's weird is if you look at their other songs. There's a a lot of political incorrectness in the Rolling Stones songs.
2: Why did they? I guess slavery
0: is the worst thing. But But you know what?
2: It's because in the 60s and 70s, when they were writing those songs and they were uh, using musicians and black artists and stuff like that, they they felt as one. This was like a unity thing between people who understood each other. But
0: you're writing. But if you read the lyrics, she talked about it. She said, if you read the lyrics, he's talking about 300 years before there's a there's a you know as a writer if you're going to say you can't write about things 300 years ago now that's what you're really saying because he's not the 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 mick jagger character is is not is the narrator talking about a far off time then he's talking about now about his girlfriend it's not like that that she's a slave well, he's no, not talking like, in what is he going to stop playing sympathy for the devil now I guess so. Or bitch. You know, he has a song called Bitch, by the way. Oh, cool. I don't know Forget if they're it. I don't I don't know him. if they're doing but you
1: one. know, that's but like but like even X, you know, it's weird to hear them say she started to hate every Christian and Jew and their song in in Los well, Angeles.
0: Yeah, I I understand well, why. Well here's the thing. Before they change it, I saw them do it at the observatory and it was it was shocking. And, and what, because I love the power of words and what words mean and why words have so much power. And, and then they get re, d- you know, d- judi- judicated, it's called like redirected. Yes. So, so, when I was a kid, there was an album called That N Words Crazy by Richard Pryor. It was on right. sale at Kmart. I bought it at Kmart. Right? Okay. I yeah. listened to it. You know, he also, his next record was called Bicentennial N-Word. Right? So we grew <laughs> up and- oh, not okay. <clears throat> not okay, although that's going to be my new band's name. <laughs> <laughs> so Richard Pryor was releasing major release records on Warner Brothers Records that was sold at Kmart that had that word on the cover. Then you you had... You fast forward ten years, and you have uh, NWA, right? That was the first time I heard "n" word, and like on, on every every fourth word in certain songs, right? Okay. And so now it was being it was like being reclaimed in the in, in, by the by the black culture, right? That word was being taken away from whites and being reclaimed by but now i think we have to have a shift to to let's just say let's just say try to use that word as as less as least as possible right yeah okay right wouldn't you say because i think i think it i don't know kendrick lamar won the pulitzer prize for writing and that word is one of the repeated words in his thing that he won the pulitzer prize for it's getting really weird about that word did you so, did you see Saturday Night live this week no i heard Dave about Chappelle? it Dave Chappelle? i saw the stand up like i knew uh, i like when he said that th- you know the thing about the jews in hollywood i was wait wait like, wait wait wait
1: wait you, you don't do it you know
0: and they and they and the anti defamation league everybody's coming after him are they uh, Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Oh, they're coming after him. And it's weird. Like, can't we just have a discussion about what he talked about? One thing he said was interesting is um, just because there's a lot of one particular uh, nationality or religious population in a city doesn't mean they run that city or dominate that city. And he used Ferguson, Missouri as an example. Right?
1: Right. Right.
0: Ferguson, Missouri, like – you know that's got that's like the old days that's like cool hand luke time (laughs) like that that town it's like i don't know what the demographics are but like say it's 60 percent african-american and it's got an all-white police force and an all-white city council and all white and a white mayor like that's kind of you know that's kind of uh the 20th 20th century didn't hit ferguson missouri <laughs> you know what i mean yeah yeah it's like i'm sure i'm sure there's a little hamlets of alabama and mississippi that the 20th century hasn't hasn't uh discovered yet but but it is weird that we can't even talk about this stuff
2: and i i hope we're getting to a better place what about that article that you sent and could there be a vaccine for fentanyl I don't oh, no, if you read it,
0: didn't you read it? I did this is sub- it's now Trexon. Chuck, yeah. did you read it? Uh
2: no, I didn't. How are you gonna get junkies to take that? It's completely unfeasible. Well, it's even they worse do. for
0: fentanyl. This is how bad it is. Fentanyl is so strong. So you take it's actually that that thing that I sent you the article about for those it's that are. Venitrol is Yeah, yeah. So if you give this to fentanyl addicts. They're going to do more fentanyl to try to cut through it. Yeah. Which is going to guarantee that they stop breathing. Yeah.
3: Right. Like it's the
0: dumbest thing ever. It's as if these drug companies have never met a drug addict. It's crazy. I
2: know. Like I'll
0: volunteer. Eli Lilly, come on. You know, fly (laughs) me out there. I'll fucking take your shit.
1: Ask a question. (laughs) Just ask a question before you go doing anything else stupid.
0: Do you remember that stuff, cannabinol, Bob? Yeah. Well, I remember that. uh, It was horse tranquilizer. I remember shooting some stuff that uh, came from a veterinary clinic. Yeah. Yeah.
1: There was a ton of ketamine in veterinary hospitals. That's what I used to steal. Yeah, you have diazepam, well, ketamine, liquid, and you could shoot it.
0: Well, I don't know if it's in Flea's book. I haven't, I haven't read the whole thing. But uh, Flea worked at a uh, animal hospital on Robertson. And well, you uh, told the story. Yeah, yeah. And so, um, though animal syringes are much bigger, they still work pretty yeah, good. They are. Yeah, they they do work.
3: They,
1: they do they're work, violent. Yep.
0: Right. They're violent.
1: Yeah. They, those those will tear you up.
0: Yeah, but if you have an old diabetic syringe that you've been filing on a matchbook,
1: the fresh
0: animal hospital syringe is better. Yeah. I, okay. I sharper, <laughs> more to the point. Yeah. For those I'm of you at home.
2: A picture of like a whole bunch of trash washed up on the beach with a bunch of syringes. But I always just go, wow, that one looks pretty good. Yeah. Can I can still use that <laughs> you one. You know what? <laughs> I, that one. Oh I, I had a- ah, it's just so gross. Now we're going <laughs> to, we're going to alienate
0: nah. the the friendly part of our audience, but we're going to endear ourselves to Wiley and Smitty. So I'm going to tell you this. Okay. How many, I never did it, but I watched some of my friends when the syringe, Chuck, wouldn't, you know, wouldn't push very good. The first yeah. time I, I think I don't know who the, they plunger. would put it in their ear to get the earwax.
2: Yeah, the earwax. <laughs> uh, yeah, and you rub it on your nose. <laughs> oh, you rub yeah, it on I'm your nose right up. here, too. That, I'm going to throw up right yeah, now. Yeah, that's, that's a I terrible idea. Right here. That is a bridge.
0: Up. That Chuck, that was a bridge too far for me. Yeah, I really? would I'm, never. Not, not I you. can say I was a junkie, but I was not that bad. That I would use my own earwax to to make the syringe uh, push smoother.
1: But then again, we're not in the situation where we had to do it. If we were in, sometimes
2: just your own saliva. (laughs) (laughs) You know, Mike,
0: have you done that? Mike, you've done that saliva. No, the ear ear thing.
2: Oh yeah, and the ear and on the nose, right here too. Now, oily skin will (laughs) lube that thing right up, man. Oh, that's so hot! All right, now we've <laughs> done some gross stuff. <laughs> now that's what right, you
0: end on, right there. You don't end on the guy that got one vote, he voted for himself and <laughs> won the election. You end on earwax used to uh, smooth to uh, lubricate your syringe, your old beat up syringe. It,
1: it, it's even got a title: Earwax as Lubricant. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I've had it in the ear before. <laughs> <may
1: follow>, yeah. <laughs> now
0: all right, we know. Good night, you guys. Good don't night. Don't take any tricks no train by. no bye. tank don't die bye bye see ya all right how do i get out of
2: you bye bye love you man